job creation is soaring, the economy is growing, and our country is on the move again. But some of the parts of, the, of our economy need special help. At the top of that list is our nation's restaurants. When COVID-19 pandemic struck, our nation's restaurants were some of the first hit and the worst hit. In 2020, more than 2,300, 2.3 million restaurants jobs disappeared. 2.3 million restaurant jobs disappeared. Restaurants are more than a major driver of our economy. They're woven in the fabric of our communities. Job creation is soaring. Oh, God. Reading's hard, dude. You've spoken about your relationship with him in the past. Do you still think you can work with him when he says things like that? Look, this is um, where he freezes up. He said that uh, in our last administration, Barack, he was going to stop everything. And I was able to get a lot done with him. Um, again, um, look, uh, everything I'm proposing that be done to generate economic growth, employment, and uh, put us in a position where we can outcompete in other countries. This is sad, dude. Wow. It's hard to watch. Yeah. And that's the man that is in charge, running the most powerful country in the world at this time. What is it? Circle? Does he have a knot on his forehead or something? Yeah. It's like a, there's a goose egg there next to his eyebrow. It's just, it's, it's just yeah. skin's all gimpy and weird. He may have tried to walk up some stairs again. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, my face broke the fall. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you why I was late. Why are you late? Uh, I was, well, I was I was coming to the studio. My wife wanted me to. Uh, I had to swing by and pick up chicken feed at Tractor Supply. So, and then I realized there's you know there's a couple of things that like really grind my gears that <laughs> the that I was thinking about on the way here, and uh, one of them is people that say homestead like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I grew up on a farm, you know, and and for people that use the word homestead, it just automatically just denotes like you you just moved from some kind of McMansion onto like two acres. It moved from Beverly Hills. Yeah. yeah so talking about your homestead. Yeah. And you've got like, you've got two acres now and you bought like a goat, like a chicken <laughs> or something like that, you know? And like you planted a stalk of corn, and now and now it's. I a bet when they like, have one of those mobile grooming services come by and wash the goat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like my wife watches all these people on YouTube, uh, and all of them they're they're all oh you know you know this week on the homestead and it's 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 like what you said it's city slickers man, <laughs> and then the oh, other yeah. thing was on my way here. So the other thing that really grinds my gears is. Uh, Dude, these people that go by these Jeeps, like th- these these new Wranglers, and then they, they like they lift them and put these big set of tires, like their Jeep Wrangler pave uh, like pavement pounder editions, and uh, like they'll they'll have this lift and these huge wheels and stuff, and they'll have like a farm jack, you know, this big bumper jack and a pickaxe, and you know, a big <laughs> spare tire hanging off the back of it, and, extra gas can. Oh yeah, they'll have a gas can yeah. hanging off the side yeah. of it, and, like a shovel. Like just everything you would need, and then they meet up in the flattest, smoothest, most beautiful parking lot, 
like all of them together. It'd be better. And, and then they ride nose to tail down the down the highway. It would like, be. Dude, <laughs> it would be a lot more appropriate if they'd strap a freaking pack of maxi pads and a freaking dildo to the side of it. <laughs> Put a dildo on the roof rack. This thing's got a 10,000-pound winch hanging off the front of it. Like, and it's Even your driveway's concrete. Like This thing's never seen gravel. There was a problem. The new one with the, like, the, it's like a truck. I guess the frames are bending. People are buying off-road trailers and then, like, going off-road and the frames just bend. So I'm assuming the frames must be made in China, but yeah, they, uh, it'd be cool though. If those people that are doing that, just maybe strap some tampons to the, to the bumper. Yeah. Instead of take off the gas can or, or, like or fill said, the gas can with tampons. At least be a little bit genuine and just put pavement pounder edition down the side of it <laughs> instead of like Wrangler and Sierra and like, you know what I mean? Like, like all overland the, edition. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, the, oh, yeah. On road over edition. asphalt edition. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not asking for much. Just be honest. Oh yeah. You guys meet in your little Jeep groups and. Yeah, that's the thing. If people were more honest with themselves dude, in I this think, country. I think he wants a Jeep. It sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're jelly, dude. Uh-huh. Dude, I might have to go take a doo-doo. Man, I did. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, so much better. Dude, you're, you're like pretty. Yeah. It, must, it sounds like it was satisfying. Uh, it was. <laughs> what bathroom do you use in your house? Master? Not all the time. A lot can of I times use, I use the house. Could I use the master? If it I makes can. you feel better. I mean, it's it's back in the cut, right? No kids. No, there's no, there's three of them upstairs. You can go upstairs and use one. It's all private. Will you take me in there? <laughs> I mean, will you walk me up? You need me to hold your hand? I don't need you to go into the bathroom. I just need you to guide me to the house. <laughs> I just need you to stand outside of the door <laughs> and guard <laughs> and talk to me. <laughs> Make sure no kids come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you need to go crap? Yeah, dude. dude. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you don't say, edit yeah, that I out do, or yeah, I do, dude? <laughs> I don't know if you said I do, that. dude. Yeah, I, I, it just all of a sudden, so suddenly. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I repeat, we're going to make it easier than ever to get vaccinated. Visit vaccines.com. No, he does it again. Okay, okay. But I'm actually, I was just queuing it up. I wanted to see what it was before we actually started. What a freaking idiot. (laughs) No, no, what now? Stupid. It's awesome. I I love it. It's not. It's good. This is normal. We're going to have a reputation of the French before this is over with, you know? Guys, he's, he's, he's all there. No, it's going to be more representation of where countries ran by a freaking dead man. The guys, yeah. like, for all intents and purposes, you, you are dead, right? Yeah. I yeah, mean, he's, he's not far from There are dead people that speak better than him. <laughs> yeah. They probably think Elon Musk is controlling this guy. No, they're mad at Elon Musk right now. Are they? For the what? The left is. Yeah. I can't remember what. And I don't know either. Because he's actually making money off No, it was vehicles. something uh, about uh, participating in, like, something conservative or some shit. Like, I know he was, like, the uh, he was the host on Saturday Night Live. That's what it was. Yeah. And, like, I know a lot of the people didn't want to be in skits with him and didn't want to be around him or whatever. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, they're mad at him for something. I have no idea and why. One of the things was because, I guess, he had... Uh, been doing stuff with Joe Rogan and like I guess the people think that Joe Rogan is a conservative the leftists do which I think Joe Rogan's kind of an idiot actually no I think Joe Rogan's an idiot um, mainly because he's an atheist um, but he was talking about like he was explaining himself to Ben Shapiro 
that, uh, you know, um, the left thinks that, that he's conservative because of the way he looks and that he's bald and middle-aged white guy, but he used it for universal basic income. I think he said he was a Bernie Sanders supporter and universal health care, gay rights. Like, he's not really conservative at all. He's just a clown shoe. Well, he there was a clip of him this and week. followers and us. He was, he was talking to someone saying that, uh, I believe it was on Twitter, he was trying to uh, direct message somebody, something about, I believe it was like, COVID treatment. Um, it was some form of some form of COVID treatment, and they wouldn't let him send it. So he was like, "I tried to send it, nothing. Tried to send it again, nothing. Failed." And uh, he said, "Finally, I ended up having to email whatever the clip was. Like they don't want anything to do with anything other than vaccines. Like how are we supposed to push vaccines if there's any other kind of treatment? And don't even talk about it. That seems so. normal." Which, <clears throat> so he's getting treated like a conservative at least. Maybe that'll make him change his stance on some things, which that's one of the things that I was talking to somebody about today. Me and my brother have both talked about before, like you used to the left, like they're over, like, so right now it's popular, like the term resist, like they're the resistance, but, and you go back to like rage against the machine, like, you know, yeah. F the government, like the government's the machine. Like, so now the left, like to be counterculture in their mind, like it's, it's taboo and edgy to do exactly what the government says. Like, get your shot, wear the mask, just wear your effing mask. It's, it, it makes zero sense. And, uh, but what a, what a, um, a big difference a few years makes that, you know what I mean? Like the idea of Rage Against the Machine versus now, get your shot, wear your mask, do exactly what the government says yeah. at all times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's so rebellious and edgy. With pre, like, And that's the thing. You've got purple You've got all the other stuff. You still have purple hair. You're yeah. still fat and stupid. You still wear dumbass band t-shirts. And you're talking about resisting. And superhero shirts. Yeah, that too. You're talking about resisting, but you're also demanding that people do what the government says with it. Don't question it at all. Yeah. Hmm, seems logical. Well, they, like it's, these, it's these brave people, and it's, her, it's heroic, but they don't realize that you can't be the dominant culture and also be the counterculture. You can't be both. And I would say the dominant culture right now is by far leftist. You have, I mean, leftist controlled media, you know what I mean? Stuff yes. like, like it, it yes. by far dominates any and everything you see on TV, whether it be, you know, homosexual marriage, stuff like that, um, the BLM stuff, the Antifa stuff, any kind of... No, and the, an, the anti-white stuff, the anti-hetero yeah. stuff yeah, is everywhere. Absolutely. And uh, so that's all mainstream culture. You cannot be the dominant culture and also the counterculture. Well, so. that'll actually enable me to segue into this and get this covered Speaking of that and, and like, the, the whole idea of manipulating the culture, so we talked about Coke a few weeks ago. Um, Coca-Cola's pressed pause on a controversial diversity plan after Fox News described an intense backlash in the company's general counsel, Bradley Gayton, Gayton, who authored the plan, <laughs> that's interesting, who authored the plan, has now abruptly resigned. As the Daily Wire reported, and this is on Daily Wire, by the way, as the Daily Wire reported back in February, Coca-Cola debuted a new policy this year implementing a diversity plan quota for the outside council it retains, saying it will only hire law firms that commit to providing 15% of build time from black attorneys higher than the percentage of African-Americans in the U.S. population. 
Law firms working with a soft drink giant were also required under the new policy to commit to at least 30% of each billed associate and partner time will be from diverse attorneys and such amounts at least half will be from black attorneys. The soft drink titan also passed the diversity onto its employees in a series of slides leaked to media. A company working with Coca-Cola to provide corporate training encouraged Coke employees to quote, be less white in an effort to create a more welcoming and racially diverse workplace. Gayton <clears throat> reportedly authored the law firm diversity plan after viewing websites for firms providing Coca-Cola's outside counsel and seeing mostly white headshots. Quote, I write you with a heavy heart, Gayton said in a letter to <laughs> outside counsel firms. According to the Daily Wire, Gayton declared that uh, Coca-Cola's previous efforts to promote diversities promote diversity are not working as apparent from the alarming number of new partner headshots with an obvious lack of diversity. The hard truth is that our profession is not treating the issue of diversity and inclusion as a business imperative. Gayton wrote in his letter, we have a crisis. We have a crisis on our hands and we need to commit ourselves to specific actions that will accelerate the diversity of the legal profession. Wow. Legal experts, Fox Business noted question whether Gayton's policies violated the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which says employers can't treat people differently based on their race. Um, so he's gone, and they're putting a hold on all that hogwash, which that, that was... Is that like David hogwash? <laughs> <laughs> um, alarming number of new partner headshots with an obvious lack of diversity. The hard truth is that our profession is not treating the issue of diversity and inclusion as a business imperative. We have a crisis on our hands and we need to commit ourselves to specific actions that will accelerate the diversity of the legal profession. Like the legal profession in its entirety? Like Coke's going to change <laughs> yeah. that? I'm confused. All of the legal profession? Yeah. Not just the ones surrounding Coke? Why would you not just want the best attorneys? I don't know. And that's what we talked about a few weeks ago. Why would you not just want the best pilot? Yeah. Not the one that checks the most diversity boxes. I just, I just want the best pilot. True. Like, just like I want the best attorney. I really, it's irrelevant. What, How's that working out? Was it Delta? Was it? Well, that's like a, a long term plan. That the, and and so that's the funny thing about uh, that the airlines' idea to hire for diversity sake is because they're doing that while the climate is hot. So they're trying to strike while the iron is hot and say these things over a 15 year span. Do people will have forgotten that already? Yeah. And so you won't ever have to answer for that. You're just saying it when, it, when it's convenient for you to say it socially, you don't actually intend to do any of those things. And, and I, I would have to imagine, and this is just, you know, my redneck opinion that in enough given time, and I don't think it'll take that long, just like you're seeing here with Coke, when it hits them in the pocketbook, and that's what I've said before, you know, since we've been doing this, is that people still do have the ability to vote with their wallet, yet they don't do it, especially when it when it comes to the social media aspect of it. But either way, it, wallet, time, information. But um, those airlines, if they were to follow through with that in short order, would realize that it's not reasonable and it's not profitable to do it, to, to hire people based on those parameters only. They have to be based off qualification other qualifications and so by coke trying to do that people getting upset and hitting the wallet obviously they reverse course and now that person's resigned so that just proves what common sense dictates is that companies aren't going to lose money for diversity because at the bottom he says that it's imperative it's imperative to the business it's not imperative to the business at all 
it's it's I'd say it's the exact opposite. It's detrimental to the business. And yeah, so it's imperative for you to make coke. Exactly. That, that's it. That, that's what's imperative. Yeah. And, and but, what, but what you're I, right. The only language that they speak is money, mm-hmm. and which the whole the whole premise behind boycott and stuff is by and large like that's kind of a leftist idea or or it has been in the past but ultimately when like what you said with with your buying power you you know as being the consumer that's really all you have so I, i'm not saying everybody go out and boycott but spend your money somewhere I, else. I think there's a little bit of a difference though too between uh, a leftist boycott and this and so uh, goya beans for an example the guy said something that that was positive about the president what he was doing economically that was uh, positive and and what he was doing as the president and then people like that's not really grounds he's not attacking anybody so they come out well we're going to boycott which was a, a massive and abysmal failure and so there, there's a difference between somebody saying something that's blatantly anti-white <clears throat> and somebody saying po- something positive about the president and then people attacking them for that and then demanding that other people don't buy it um, versus people saying, yeah, man, I, I, no thanks. If that's how you are, no thank you. So it's not like, you know, people had to say, hey, don't, we never said that. Do people just automatically, I'm not buying that no more. I heard people saying it after that, that news broke nationally. Um, and, and people that don't watch a lot of news, like it was that big of a story. People just didn't want to buy it anymore. So bing, bang, boom. And so just like with Gillette, with the toxic masculinity ad, that kicked them right in the nuts. And they eventually reversed course on that. And that, that I can't remember the dollar amount to their bottom line, but I did read it somewhat recently. We may have actually covered it on here. I can't remember, but it, it was a pretty, pretty large number, enough so that the person that was over that is not over that anymore. Yeah. So... Um, and rightfully so. I mean, when when you go to buy a Coke, I just want a Coke. And when I go to buy a razor, I just want a razor, not a razor and, you know, some some speech on how I'm too masculine. Mm-hmm. Just like with the Pantene ad, like, I don't want shampoo and all of this. Social like, engineering. Yeah, like forced upon me. I just want shampoo. I just need my hair clean. I, I don't. I don't really need a life lesson. I just need you to make a good product. And that's how duplicitous it is to those companies. Like they, they to them, it's it's drive by material. It's just like a quick drive by. Like man, man, bing, bang, boom. We're, we're, we do this. is It's a cheap shot, and they don't have any long term intentions for of any worthwhile investment in any of those social subsets. Does that make sense? You're just doing that to appease them because right now you think it's socially convenient. It's not it's not something you really believe in. Like I think that that some of some of the people behind the, that in the marketing philosophically probably are, but I th- I think it's a, maybe a little bit of a combination. They think that it that it's it's socially convenient, but that it'll be profitable that people like us or normal people won't care that you're 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 talking about toxic masculinity that the people that that do think that's good will also start to buy it. And that's a terrible cal- miscalculation. I think it's a gross miscalculation. Like a transgender, I mean, I, well, I don't know. I don't know what they do as far as shaving and all. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it all depends, but <laughs> it's just, just, it's just seems like a ridiculously that. stupid ass idea. <laughs> yeah, for sure. To, I mean, absolutely ostracize one half of the population being males. Mm-hmm. And then what? Still expect them to buy your product? Yeah, dude, especially when there's there's never and what was it, Dollar Shave Club, like their sales like when that happened went through the roof and that's and what I'm, I use. 
Yeah, and and I know like when Coke did that, like it was easy. Like I'll just drink water. <laughs> Water's good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't have to have Coke, dude. No more than I have to have yeah. any of your Hollywood programming. I I drink water. It's all good. This is going to be Fraud and Chief's weekly bungles because he's oh, a bungling gosh. idiot. Yeah. Do we have <laughs> a cancel this week too? I don't know. Yeah. Talk to Rex about that. Uh, so this is just going to be like basically a rapid fire machine gun combo of. Um, stupid nonsense that he said this week, which I mean, and I know this is kind of cheap, slow and stupid. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm saying that the it's it's a quick succession of it. <laughs> okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hit it. Job creation is soaring. The economy is growing, and our country is on the move again. But some of the parts of the of our economy need special help. At the top of that list is our nation's restaurants. When COVID-19 pandemic struck, our nation's restaurants were some of the first hit and the worst hit. In 2020, more than 2,300, excuse me, 2 million, 2.3 million restaurants jobs disappeared. 2.3 million restaurant jobs disappeared. Are you sure? Restaurants are more <laughs> than a major driver of economy. I'm surprised didn't say 1920. They're woven into the fabric You would think they would, because obviously he's reading that, you would think that they would keep the numbers away from him. You know what I mean? Like, he's terrible with numbers. <laughs> he's terrible with everything except kids in a lap. spoken about your relationship with him in the past. Do you still think you can work with him when he says things like that? Look, um, he said that uh, in our last administration, Barack, he was going to stop everything. And I was able to get a lot done with him. Um, again, um, look. Uh, I wonder what he's thinking about right now. Oh, my God, it's hard to watch. Everything I'm proposing <laughs> that be done to generate economic growth, employment, and uh, put us in a position where we can outcompete in other countries. Oh, so what do you think his handlers are saying back there? This is my favorite. I, we, I think that we probably need to queue up the one for after. Yeah, you know what? At this point, you just got to, I mean, his handlers are probably somewhat used to watching the wheels come off. Do you think I mean, they're laughing I, about no, it, too? No, I imagine one of them, and you're going to have to get the bleep button ready, dude. I think one of them's probably in the back saying, listen, here, you stupid. I told your that this freaking shouldn't be up there talking about. That's probably how it sounds. Uh, yeah, I mean. How much longer are we going to keep this dude up here, like, doing this? Like, this is terrible. Like, it looks just awful. And not, not only that. This was so evident before the election, which is just one more re one more very strong indication of fraud having taken place in the election because people saw this. This this cannot be lost on the American people. Number one, number two, the the um you know the the videos being ratioed, the amount of people tuning in to um his address, all these different things. Um, the attendance to his little um speeches. Nothing is indicative of somebody that garnered 81 million votes, not even close. And so this is this is what you get when you you um, illegally install a fraud. I'm going to repeat, we're going to make it easier than ever to get vaccinated. 
Visit vaccines.com.gov. Vaccines.com. <laughs> Try the answer. They, they did it again, though. Go back. Text your zip code to vaccines.com or text to <laughs> visit vaccines.com.gov. Vaccines.com or text to text your zip code to four three. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he, he said what you think he said. I'm gonna repeat. Yeah, and he's if he you did look, say it, he said it twice. <laughs> if you look at the video when he says text like when he's trying to read the numbers he kind of squints and and moves his whole head forward like that do it again watch you do it we're going to make it easier than ever to get vaccinated visit vaccines.com.gov vaccines.com or text to text your zip code to four three see right there eight eight two nine his mouth moves so freaking weird dude that's because he's not real I think I it's really because of all the plastic surgery and the fact that he's a raving pedophile lunatic. Yeah, I don't suggest you go to vaccines.com. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I would I think recommend he said it. Dot gum the first time. You <laughs> uh, may have. I think, here, check I think this, you're giving him the benefit of the now doubt. Now people are trying to say that this next one I sent I just texted that, Well, there's one that i I sent you too that would go it, it goes along pretty well with uh with this idiot's gaffes for uh, this is a week. beautiful one here, dude. This is this is amazing. This is my, <laughs> this is probably my favorite. What you saw on television. These white supremacists, Nazi sympathizers, carrying Nazi flags, flags, using the <laughs> and there's oh that's that CGI that's not real. Sure, yeah, because because he doesn't do stuff like this all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he bungled up and said the N-word a few months ago, dude. Yeah. It was amazing. This guy is a freaking idiot through the, through the mouth the heart speaks. So. Yeah. This guy's a gift that keeps on giving. But I'm telling you, man, them Nazi fags, man. You got to. They're do, everywhere. Yeah, you got to do something about them, dude. <laughs> they, they, they do need to be stopped. What'd you say you had? There's a Newsmax article, uh, or a clip, rather, that's him. Uh, it's, this guy says it's... Uh, Basically, it comes from the corn pop files. <laughs> Joe Biden threw a birthday party last week for Amtrak. Do you remember this? And Joe prides himself on uh, being a... Joe sitting, looking out a window. Veteran. Really epic on a train. On Amtrak. By the way, it looks pretty comfy in there. I think he had first-class tickets on Amtrak. So when he was celebrating Amtrak's birthday last week, once again, Joe took a story, might have a nugget of truth, but threw that nugget away, and piled on a lot of crap. Excuse me. Here we go. When I became vice president, one of uh, the Capitol Hill newspapers estimated that I had taken more than 7,000 round trips in Amtrak over my career. I think that's an exaggeration. No, it's an exaggeration, all right, but nothing compared to what Joe is about to do. There's two conductors and that... Uh, Mr. Weaver, remember, uh, one of which a guy named Angelo Negri. And Angelo, there was an article, my, I guess, my fourth or fifth year as president, vice president, saying Biden travels 1,300,000 miles on Air Force One. And I used to, the Secret Service didn't like it, but I used to like to take the train home. My mom was sick, and I'd come, try to come home almost every weekend as vice president to see her. 
All right, a couple of things. Uh, this puts the year conservatively at 2013. According to Joe, that's the earliest this could be happening. However, Joe's mother died, a great lady, I'm sure, in 2010. And Angelo Negri, FNC, got to give him credit, looked it up. He retired in 1993. <laughs> Keep going, Joe. I was getting on the train, and Angelo Negri came up to me and goes, Joey, baby! And he grabbed my cheek, started to squeeze it, like he always did. And I thought he was going to get shot. <laughs> I'm serious. And I said, no, no, he's a friend. He said, Joey, what's the big deal? A million, 200,000, 300,000 miles on Air Force Two. You know how many miles you travel on Amtrak? I said, no, Ange, I don't know. And he gave me the calculation. And he said, you travel 1,515,000 miles on Amtrak. So the fact is, I probably take Ange's word before I took the word of what the article said. Oh, this uh, is right out of the corn pop files. Huh? <laughs> That's and, it. Uh, oh, he was such a good. He, uh, <clears throat> so basically, it, what he said, he has he's got a story that's got just a maybe a hint of truth here and there. But but I came to three different conclusions, which is either a that this guy is really senile and he has no idea what he's talking about most of the time and should not be president or you're just an absolute liar and you're just not trustworthy and you shouldn't be president or you've got some major league dementia going on and you really should not be president B and C. So yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he, yeah, he shouldn't be president even if he wasn't senile, a senile liar. Cause he wasn't elected president fairly, <laughs> but and a lot of the people from his generation have this problem is that they're and I think the senile um, isn't lends itself to this problem because they forget you know people are going to fact check this like you know back in the 90s you'd have to do a lot of digging through through physical, documentation, the newspaper articles and whatnot to, to fact check so many of these things. He was kind of short on specifics. A lot of it was anecdotal, but it's like with anything, when you're telling a lie, if you, uh, enough breadcrumbs will, you can eventually have a loaf of bread, dude. <laughs> and you left too many. And he always does. He's, he's bad about that, but, um, they, they're so stupid and so senile and so old school, they don't realize that, man, anybody can just look any of this up at this point, and it's not hard to put all the pieces together. But, and again, you can listen to that and know that he's completely full of crap. Um, so was that like the Joey baby he gave it away? Yeah, and actually, <laughs> yes, Joey baby! Yeah, for sure, because number one, every, like, all the real instances we have of video footage of him interacting with regular folk is nothing like that. Nobody's going to grab the vice president's face and it go un unchecked. And so, yeah, that's cinematic. Yeah. And it's all, yeah. And, and that's not his personality type. He, his personality type is, is to, he's, uh, he's bemoan more, more of a hair sniffer on women. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that guy there again, uh, you want to do a push up contest, man? Like, you're a lion dog face pony soldier. And again, he's going senile when he said that, but that's always kind of been his demeanor. He's talking about taking people behind the woodshed. I'd love to take him out back. Just again, um, and his mind letting his authority almost translate to physical ability. He thinks because he's got, you know, authority 
within governance, he has a, a position of power that it translates to physical power by the way he talks to people. That being the case, there's no way he's going to let somebody grab him by his face. Hey, Joey, baby, you're an idiot. It, what a moron. It's beautiful. I think he's Come telling. On, I think man. I think he's telling the truth. Huh? <laughs> it sounds like it. And so basically, he's Rick Santorum was talking about the foundation, which I'm not a Rick Santorum fan at all. I think the guy's pretty lame. But uh, he was talking about the European Foundation of the United States of America and this panty waist, soft, soft, sorry excuse of a man just has a breakdown. This guy is such a freaking dude. It's ridiculous. Yeah, dude. I, I gave you the indication. You need to let me get that beat button, dude. Can you get a remote? But then form? I just have to move the whole thing over there. Well, no, but you, is there like a plug in that I can have a remote beat button? You know, I, don't know. Yeah. I see a plug right here. That would here. be awesome, dude. So I don't know. If it's, and it can just, well, actually be cool to have them all over here too, so I can. Yeah. But I'd wear that out. It'd be like a new toy. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. But the beat button would be handy. It would. Dude, or you could get me, I could get a back scratcher and like hit it from over here. Yeah, because it's pretty. It's actually, it don't take much pressure. Sensitive. It's sensitive, just like the I cannot, I was furious watching the interview in my office. I cannot believe the first words out of his mouth weren't, I'm sorry, I said something ignorant, I, you know, I, I need to learn about the history of this country. No contrition, didn't talk about, get a pause you it. know, the suffering that Native Americans... <laughs> You're you know such, it's rich if you get a snort. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, you're such a poop. dude. Like he's he's literally he's breathing heavy. Oh, there's no contrition. Calm down. You're an emotional wreck. You're like every liberal on the planet. You're running off a, a, a gas tank full of raw, untethered, uncontrollable, outrageous emotions. You are a train wreck. Dude, you're hysterical. Who on earth? would take your opinion or anything coming out of your mouth is any sort of fact or rational dialect at all. You're a crazy person. You're nuts. So he's talking about Rick Santorum, correct? Yes. What did Rick say that he's, that he's saw he's speaking. The, the basic that. gist of it was he was talking about the, so he said something about, you know, American America being founded by um, the Europeans. And I guess somebody said they wanted some kind of an apology that they didn't get, I guess. And so, um, and I'm going to be honest, I don't even know the full context. I just love how hysterical this moron is. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I tell you this, whatever Rick, Rick Santorum said, it did not justify this nonsense. <laughs> because the thing is, whatever happened, I've, I've asked this for such a long time. Whatever happened to the principle of like when we were kids, sticks and stones, break your bones, words will never hurt you. One of the most profound things, and it, it's, it's profound, but it's very simplistic and redundant and basic. Like, Mom, you know, my brother did this, or my sister did that. Like, my friend did that. Ignore him. <laughs> like, or, no. or ignore him. Worry about yourself, and you'll have all you can handle. That's what, like, that's one of the, the most profound things my mom would, would beat into our heads. Worry about yourself. Ignore it. And, uh, and it's sage advice. This dude should probably take, like, like, you need to calm down, which I would love to watch you stroke out on, on you know, air. That would be great. But yeah. I think a lot of this is an act as well. Like, but he's basically crying because he didn't get an apology. No, you'll you'll just listen. You'll you'll get it. Americans have had to deal with in this country. It was, I mean, Rick Santorum. Really? Who did he think? Did he actually think it was a good idea for him to come on television and try to whitewash the whitewash that he whitewashed? I mean, it was it was horrible. 
it was, was so horrible and insulting. And I apologize to the viewers who were insulted by it because I was sitting at all in none my of them furious because he's done it so many times, so many times. And it's just, I'm sorry. It was just, it, it was so egregious and insulting. And everything that we talk about, about the founding of this country, Europeans did not found, found this country. He just makes noises. Native Americans had this country before the Europeans came. Yeah, the Europeans conquered the country. They colonized it, but they didn't. They, they, it was it had nothing to do with the founding of this country. Can you pause that. Let me get Rex's take on what he just said. As far as Europeans did not found America. America was here. We they colonized it. Yes, that's true. The landmass was here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, and yes, there were Native Americans on it, mm -hmm. and but it was not the United States of America until Europeans came over here and colonized it and made it such. And the thing that's rich to me is you want the all of the benefits, the French benefits that that allow you to be able to do what you do and all the great things that are here, which keep in mind, this isn't lost on this moron. He knows this. He's just a commie. But left to its natural devices this this country without what what obviously has occurred would never be this period not only that like it wasn't like when the indians were here there there's different tribes tribalism it exists like they would certain indians would scalp other indians they you get a tomahawk to the back of the head like dude they they fought so it wasn't like this is one um homogenous unified nation no that's why i say this was not the united yeah. states of america it was not which i, I mean even it, as far as the people that were here were not homogenous they weren't no. they weren't one and so it wasn't like it was a monolithic people all living in harmony before people other people arrived like but that's the way they want to paint it yeah and it's it's, it's absolutely preposterous and one side note while i'm looking at his dumb face this other guy who's the brother of a complete freaking sexual predator who by all appearances, completely got off the hook. And, and last week or the week before when I was naming off the list of Democrats that get away with, with uh, being complete sexual miscreants, his brother is, is one of the kingpins. Yeah. It's a side note. But back to this moron. Which that guy, um, that's Chris Cuomo. Sure. I, which that guy's absolute freaking hoax also. Like all of his... I remember when the uh, the coronavirus and stuff was relatively new, and he 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 caught corona, and he was uh, you know he was quarantined in, in his basement, basement, you know, quote unquote, and then it, it ended up that wasn't true because he was out and about and ended up. Yeah, that's why he tried to fight the guy, yeah, like puff up some, on him. Yeah, some he was on some Greenway or something like that. He was bicycling and. Yeah, and he puffed up on and, him. And as a side note, that's the same phenomenon I was describing that you see with Joe Biden, like the yeah. way he behaved. Like you think because you have some kind of a position of authority that that extends physically and otherwise, that, and, and even maybe legally, that, that you have the right to to demean these people and become aggressive with, with them because of who you are, and, and you don't. And, and, that's, and I honestly think like sooner or later we'll see it with Joe Biden because of a lot of people with dementia. You talk about... Uh, being quick to, to aggression and uh, fast anger and stuff like that and have have outbreaks. Like, that's that's one of the signs and symptoms of someone with dementia. And I think we'll probably, here before long, we'll probably see that with Joe on stage. Oh, if little, they would leave him to his natural devices, yeah. absolutely you would. But I, I you, think You'll that's, probably see some aggression and that guy have little fits of rage here and there. 
Well, I mean, we we saw some of those in in the debates and then in the campaign before he he hid in his basement. Yeah, and the media shield for him. Right, but I think that's still going on though. Like that's why I mean because the media is complaining that there's little to no exposure of Joe Biden to the public eye or to the media. And so that but that's one reason is because of what you said. They could do they've got that guy medicated like no. I guarantee you that he he's monitored well and and even that that being said, like that still doesn't t- keep him from saying completely dumb things, but that's one reason they limit the amount of exposure he gets and because they don't want him having one of these outbreaks. Or just freezing uh, up and not saying anything. Right, absolutely. <laughs> well, that, that's kind of what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on him to do like he did in that video earlier, just completely lock up and get so frustrated, just have an absolute Tourette syndrome, yeah. just just go on a freaking you know, cussing yeah, tirade. That's another thing with dementia. And he should recognize that. He needs to know that, especially if he's going to be on television representing us and talking about it. He's not he representing be you. From the right perspective and not from some perspective. Again, pause again. Because the right perspective is your perspective. No. I do like where you paused it right there. <laughs> what an idiot. Dude. Well, we know who the woman is in the relationship because this guy's absolute, just full oh, of emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super flamboyant. Yeah. yeah. I bet he yeah. has pink underwear on. Yeah, he's definitely the lady. How, you know, what Europeans... No, that, that's the wrong way to look at it. That is the... He is, he's, it's all wrong. I'm sorry, but that is the truth. And, and the rapist brother I, is just I, sitting I here like, dude, are you done yet? watching it going, I cannot believe this man is sitting here and doing this. It was like the... For Black Lives Matter, it was like Native American Lives Matter moment for me watching that. That's it. <laughs> Golly. Uh, yeah, and Chris Cuomo just sits over there quietly and takes his medicine. He didn't say uh, anything, did he? No. Well, he, he was about to start up. I didn't even listen to it because I, you know, nobody I, really cares. Yeah, no. and uh, it's pretty. He's he's. Guys, look at this expression. What a dumbass! <laughs> and like you know, he's thinking that. Do was that good enough, guys? Did, did did I sell it? You're a terrible actor. Yeah, he's got that little smug face. Yeah, little, little smug smile on him. <sighs> Goodness gracious! And this is going to be like always. Um, one of the things that, that we always talk about, but we always talk about it because it always occurs. Former, this is on Gateway Pundit, um, former Oregon Democrat House Majority Speaker arrested for human sex trafficking. That is not the one I wanted. I actually wanted the one where the guy called Tim Scott, the other Democrat is in hot water in Texas for calling Tim Scott an Oreo. That is the one I wanted to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, the, <laughs> we will do the... Human trafficking in a minute. Yeah, I saw something. Well, or saw we can, you know it. what? We can package those together. Yeah. If you're a Democrat, you're a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> There's no two ways about it. You're either trafficking. Like, and I, that's what I always said in every single show. You're either a, an actual, for real racist, yeah. not a fake racist, like what they, like that racist guy tries to paint regular people as, or you're uh molesting kids. That's pretty much it, dude. So those... Bing, bang, boom. Those two stories are covered. And that's what I saw today. Um, Bill Gates is apparently getting divorced. And uh, Man, I hate his, that. Yeah, that. I mean, guy. really, yeah. Who really cares? So he... Uh, <laughs> well, he, he does want some privacy, by the way. Well, and who really cares about that Get either? Get your nose so, out of his business, dude. He, he, you know what I'm saying? But he started, uh, he started like seeing one of his old girlfriends or something like that. And they said he was paying like 130 some odd thousand dollars a day to keep her on a private Island. So what? Yeah. Dude, I have no idea, but they said, uh, 
His, uh, his and dude, if you pay me $130,000 a day, you can keep me on a private line too, Bill Gates. Yeah, for and sure. Please, pretty much whatever. But <laughs> you can rate me for that kind of money, dude. I'm, I'm, I, and I'm, I'm trying not to get my facts mixed up, but I can't. Because I'm can't sure that's remember. what he did to his old girlfriend was rape her too. Yeah, I guarantee it. But, so the $130,000, let's, let's not get this mistaken and twisted up and, and uh, contorted. I'm sure he was paying that to a staff to keep her alive and and yeah. uh, make sure that, that law enforcement didn't find out there was no communication with the outside world. Otherwise, she wouldn't be on a private island. You know, something that's interesting, I was as I was reading some of that Bill Gates stuff, it was talking about how his wife, ex, soon-to-be ex-wife, well, was... I don't know about... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just think it might be a man. Could be. That person... Thank you. ...that he, uh, <laughs> that he was uh, married to was livid about his friendship with Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Yeah. Very, that's what I was very upset about that. Because uh-huh. he had been to like, his New York apartment. And he, and he had, was he, denied it. He was, oh, I never did this, never did that. And then come to find out he had been doing all that stuff with Jeffrey Epstein. So, like we've said on previous episodes, Bill Gates, being the largest private landowner in the U.S., looks like he's not about to be the largest private landowner anymore after this divorce. My, my question is... Uh, um, if there's any connections that so they find through that Ghislaine Maxwell or anything like that, nothing would ever happen to Bill Gates legally in that no regard. way. But not only that, which he's along, I, he's he's about the, along the same lines as the Clintons, because I do believe that they linked Bill Clinton, you know, being on that same on Epstein's plane. Oh, absolutely, and on the yeah. island. That's old like stuff, that. yeah, for and, sure. Uh, and when I say old stuff, we talked like I, episode two. Yeah, yeah, for, for yeah, real. Uh, no, but that's interesting that uh, he, he had her on a deserted island or like a private yeah. island. I haven't heard that yet. Tell us more. Well, that's what I was trying not to get my facts mixed up because I can't remember if it Screw was Screw Bill Gates, man. If you want to, just make some stuff up. Yeah, exactly. It was either his wife, like she had left him and, and he was paying <clears throat> to, to upkeep her on a private island. But either way, he was shifting a bunch of funds into her, like, toward her in her accounts, things like that. And that's what they, that's what everybody's speculating is that that's just hush money because she could, you know, she could ultimately, I mean, she, it could she's be, probably going to die soon. Yeah. Which one of the things that I thought was so rich is, oh, we, we would really appreciate some privacy at this time. Really? Yeah. You would appreciate privacy when you've invaded pretty much the entire world's privacy. Yeah, give some demanding that they privacy. eat fake meat and get a vaccine and want to put freaking stuff into the atmosphere to blot out the sun. You from whack job. Yeah. What I think's really interesting is how much Bill Gates is starting to look like, like a, a woman, little, like a little old lady. <laughs> yeah, I think he's been hanging out with Bruce Jenner too much. Yeah, that dude has ate too much. And, but the thing is, though, too, like Melinda Gates meat. looks like a man. To me, yeah, they have with a role reversal going on. It's very peculiar. Yeah. They will yeah. remain co-chairs and trustees of their foundation, which is the world's largest. They'll remain co-chairs. But even so, <laughs> the divorce is creating questions about the fate of their of that and of their one hundred and thirty billion dollar fortune. Here now to talk about this is attorney Mercedes Colwyn. She's also a Fox Business contributor. Mercedes, thanks for joining us. 
Great to be here, Jerry. Thank you. So, as we say, this has been, they've been an enormously influential uh, philanthropic organization handing out tens of billions of dollars over the years. Not everybody sure. necessarily likes everything they do. They do seem to have a slight penchant for telling, for, for thinking right. that, they, <laughs> that they can tell people uh, how they should be living their lives as well as, as, well as handing oh, out lots think? of money. But it's a, significant, it's a significant amount of money. Is, will the divorce change anything? I mean, it is the Bill and, um, you know, Lind and Melinda Gates Foundation. Does it change anything? Will there be complications as a result of the divorce? Will there be more? Will there be less? Do you think there'll be less philanthrop philanthropic funds to hand out? Well, no, to their credit, just the opposite. They are such passionate, brilliant individuals who are so committed to their philanthropic. Supposedly, this was talking about the island stuff, but it looks like they just lured us in. Foundation that they have decided bait. to continue co-chairing, and that's what they've done. Yeah, that's let's let's see about I mean, next week. Any organ been able the to next forge week this agreement? Where and in that agreement, they're going to forge ahead. But if there is, Jerry, if there's somehow a breakdown in communication, it starts to affect the operations of the organization. There's a board. Yeah, right here it says what reportedly plan to make their stunning divorce announcement in March. Okay. Yeah, she. Okay, so they've been putting her on a private island. Yeah, here it is. But right he's here. been. Damn. Yeah. Wow. They said something to the tune of like one hundred and thirty some odd thousand dollars a day. Uh, that's one of the things with him, though. Like when they're talking about all the, all the philanthropy, he owns so many of those other organizations that they donate money to. So basically, it's. Is legalized money laundering. I wonder, that's uh, so weird to me, though, because they, you know, like Bernie Sanders, for example, talks about where, you know, the the top 1% of people have, you know, 75% or however the, of the wealth. And this guy's right at the very, very top, but like he never drops his name. But while we're talking about uh, paradise and private islands, um, this is pretty sweet, and this is on RT.com. Radical anti-Semites crowdfund 65000 for Doom City in Colorado Mountains. A band of, quote, anti-colonial and racist activists have, quote, liberated land high in the Colorado Mountains to build a utopian city for minorities. Commenters are expecting a rerun of the Jonestown cult, but with more anti-Semitism. Um, openly, uh, openly communist, overtly anti-white, and proudly anti-Semitic, the Black Hammer organization isn't afraid of a fight. The group's Twitter account fires off hourly invectives against the, ca quote, cave beast, white race it seizes colonizers and against Jewish people it accuses of funding the pig departments and prison systems that mass incarcerate and kill us every day. Bizarrely, the group has taken a fix on Anne Frank calling the Holocaust victim a bleach demon whose death to them overshadowed the suffering of colonized people worldwide. Good God. Yeah, here's the black. This is one of their tweets. Anne Frank's father participated in, in, in an imperial army that went abroad and killed African people every day, but were supposed to cry for the bleach demon. What makes it even worse is proceeds of her diary, which was filled in by her father, go towards genocide of Palestinians. Right. Black Hammer members have taken part in rallies and protests across the country, but the scant media reports on their activities don't mention the racism and the apparently pathological fixation on Jews. Instead, they praise the, quote, activist group for holding vigils for coronavirus victims and handing out masks, food, and clothing to their fellow people of color. But while they've been pushing Farrakhan-style racism on Twitter and getting stuck into charity work on the, on the streets, 
Black Hammer's members have been stockpiling cash. A GoFundMe campaign organized by the group has pulled in nearly 65000 since last July. The group wants 500000 to build a city of their own with free health care, free rent, and no cops. White people and Jews are presumably not welcome. On Monday, the group announced that it had successfully liberated 200 acres of land to build our city, adding that their real-life Wakanda would be for colonized people only. Presumably liberated in this instance means bought. Yeah, let's see. Located. What do they mean by liberated? Well, that tells you how stupid they are if they think they can build a city for $500,000. Well, they're not going to have to have police, so there's that. Or running water or electricity. <laughs> oh, well, it, it's funny because they're bragging about the soil and the rivers and stuff like that. And you could, like, these these are like, the, they're, they're going to make a homestead. Yeah. They'll get hungry and come down. Yeah, there's no telling yeah. what that homestead will look like yeah, after a few a few weeks. And, yeah. yeah. Like you said, what are you going to do with $500,000? Like, you, you build yourself a really nice house. Could you build yourself a really nice city? No, sir. Not, not gonna happen. I don't know. Maybe in Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so you're gonna have. I mean, yeah. What are you gonna do for infrastructure? I mean, because that's not enough money to pave roads. Now, what if what if you do happen to try and pave a road, and then you come to I don't know a stream? <laughs> Where, so, where's your engineering department <laughs> to build a bridge across that pub? Yeah, it's it's not gonna happen. But it, you, they'll they'll get. They'll get hungry and they'll get cold up there in those mountains, and you'll be back soon. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably see some grizzly bear, cougar stalking them in the yeah. land. But while the racists in Montana and North Dakota bought up fertile land, commenters pointed out that Black Hammer crew might find it hard to build a sustainable city so high in the mountains. So one of the tweets yeah. says, uh, quote, rich soil. Siri, how often does it snow at random times during growing season in the Colorado mountains at 10,000 feet? What's solar radiation like at 10,000 feet, and how much does it increase skin cancer risk? Siri, how come this land was so cheap? The next one, do you have uh, arable soil? Because I think you're looking at limestone beyond the first half inch of dry dirt. The next one, it's going to be real hard here. I'm going to be real hard here. That land is beautiful and completely unsuitable for what you want to use it for. You didn't buy those rivers or, or the lake. You just bought the land. Winter is brutal in the Rocky Mountains, and it will start snowing around the 1st of September where you're at. And then they're going to figure out Siri don't work Mostly up there. just excited for, for when the tell-all documentary terror at 10,000 feet drops a few years from now. <laughs> Imagine Jonestown, but even more anti-Semitic. Jonestown 2.0 racism edition is about to drop, and I've got my popcorn at the ready. Yeah, that's... These guys had no plan. I, what was the plan? Did they not think that it got cold in, in mountains? Dude, they, I mean, they what, liberated it, okay? Like, don't be jealous. Liberated you, you how? Did they, did they buy it? Are you jealous of the homestead? <laughs> no, no, that's a homestead. Yeah, that is one. They got three rivers and a lake. How high up is it that, that you have to go before trees quit growing? It's somewhere around. Hey, well, it looks it's pretty. 10,000 feet, isn't it? Yeah. It looked pretty treeless <laughs> in the uh, pictures. So. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like 10,000 feet or so up. Yeah. It's just desolate. That's called, They call it the dead zone for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they call it a dead zone for a re literally. I mean, that's what they call it. When you go out west hunting and stuff, that's the dead zone. That's where there's nothing up there except, you know, rocks. Yeah. yeah. They this, bought this, this the whole plot of land for like 35 bucks. I'll make I'll and, make. and the guy yanked their arm off trying to take it. He was like, man, I've been trying to get rid of this garbage for a long time. <laughs> yeah. 
this will go the way of David Ogg's Pillow Company. Like, <laughs> I mean, we'll do a weekly update through about I next sh- month. And I sure hope so. The, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm. Oh, I hope they succeed. I, w- I oh, want them because they want they want a separate communist state. Well, and they sound like a bunch of go getters. It sounds like a well thought out plan. Um, I mean, just by nature sure. of where they because that's their usually land. well, yeah. I mean, that, that's they've got a plan, so they've probably got. That's why like, so you know, during the frontier era, so many towns like were at ten thousand feet. Yes, existed. And still I don't exists. know why somebody hasn't settled it before. Because I guarantee you, it's such a nice plot of land. But they they've got it all thought out. They've probably got like doctors and stuff there on staff. Just well, there's obviously tons of natural resources and yeah. engineers. For their yeah. free health care. Like, they, they've got it thought out. These, it's basically, these it's smart. Gulch Gulch from... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds from like... From uh, Atlas went, Shrugged. Yeah. <laughs> they went down and bought themselves a little plot of the Garden of Eden. <laughs> oh, it's definitely... It's definitely the it's Garden It's got trees that just grow fruit year-round. Which, dude, really... And, and I'm not... I'm just trying to say what I think is accurate. <laughs> why don't you, if, if, if you want to be, a, if you're a black separatist movement, why don't you try to buy land in Africa? I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why is, and it's land is so terrible. Why are you doing that here? Like, can't you go there and buy land? That's true. Because I, I guarantee mean, that's, that's you it's, it, it's more fertile there anyway. Hey, yeah. So. You know Why? Why? Because it's better here. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, Black Hammer. <laughs> Dude, I would love to join Black Hammer. Uh, you are entirely too pasty to be in Black Hammer. Dude, I just like the darn Black Hammer. It's like a black porn star name, Black Hammer. <laughs> oh, duck and run. Here comes the Black Hammer. Coming to you soon, dropping this Black Hammer. <laughs> the Black Hammer swinging in. <laughs> Oh yeah, this is uh, this is Romney. I forget where he's at. He's at some kind of conference. Nobody really cares, because um, Romney's soft. Like, th- is he not? I mean, this this guy's weak as he can be. He's a quote unquote Republican, uh, but this guy marched with BLM and like, it, you're so soft and nobody respects you. I mean, well, uh, he's he's like right down the middle. He is what you think of when you think, or me at least, when I think of politician. Like, this guy's a people pleaser. He just goes whichever which way the wind blows. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely the quintessential uh, scumbag yeah. politician from any B-level B I mean, movie. Th- this guy is literally what the Bible talks about with somebody not being hot and not being cold. This guy's Luke, and it says he's lukewarm. Like, and it and it says that the Lord will vomit you out of his mouth. Like, that's what Mitt Romney makes me want to do. Like, this guy is such a lukewarm, weak, mealy mouth. And uh, he's a Mormon. Yeah. How many wives does he have? So you know he's a weirdo. Yeah. I mean, it, is that offensive? What? Can you discriminate against Mormons? Is that bad? Dude, I, I, I had a coworker that was Mormon, and, and this uh, woman that worked with us made. I didn't know about like the special underwear. She brought them up and like so. Hang me, on, tell me about that. I don't know about that. Come again with these special it's, underwear. It's actually it's it's pretty it. disturbing name. I don't like the name at all. It always it gives me the willies. They're called they're called temple garments. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which temple? Google it. It's hard to find pictures of them because it's very secret. Not googling that. My garment right now. It's more like a teepee. <laughs> teepee garment. Because you're in front of him. <laughs> Temple tent. Uh, yeah, my, <laughs> my temple garment. 
otherwise known as draws. Yeah, yeah they uh, temple garments. So, he so got like they, he got mad. Like it's like basically you're not. What do they do? Are they like there's some kind of ritualistic underwear? Like you can only wear them. What? Well, they pass down from like the priest to the little boys <laughs> I or can't something. Tell you because the first rule of temple garments is apparently <laughs> we don't talk about the temple garments. Seriously, because he got mad. Like where'd you hear that? And like, because dude, he was real easy going. He was cool, and I was like, yeah, some the temple garments. What'd you say? Uh, <laughs> T- t- uh, t- temple garments? temple garments. I'm talking about your drawers, boy. And dude, he got like <laughs> nose to nose. He's like, don't you ever beep and talk about those again. No, he didn't. Well, like, I kind of felt like yeah. he did. But, yeah, that's how I felt. I mean, that didn't exactly happen, but this he was your- very concerned where I heard about temple garments. He's like, that's not because you're the internet, that's, you're not supposed to know about that. That's your truth. That's, yeah, somebody, that's your truth. I, one of my, <laughs> one of my, uh, uh, but my buddies, a black guy, was telling. We were talking about something, and I can't. Uh, I swore I was going to remember it for the podcast, and but he was saying something. Oh yeah, because you were just telling your truth. I was like, no, dude, this that's the truth. Like, <laughs> I said, you can take that crap back to Oprah Winfrey, dude. <laughs> like, trying to hear that noise, your truth. Yes, but the temple garments are apparently their truth, and so. But you, if, but you don't know what all they do, like. When they wear them, do no, they wear I them? think they wear they them wear, all the time. They wear them all the time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you wear temple garments always, because, like an, the, except my, on Wednesdays. Because the 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 female coworker had referred to them as magical underwear, <laughs> and actually, I think it was one of those comedians <laughs> broke it out, like broke out the magical underwear joke, and she had seen it, and so she started talking about it, and then and it kind of went from there, and then she offended the guy. Or, well, actually, she didn't by she did by proxy because it went. I was the conduit, <laughs> obviously, and so. <laughs> Magical underwear. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like magic underwear like Superman's got. He wears them outside of his pants. <laughs> That's yeah. how you can always tell a Mormon. <laughs> underwear is on the outside of their pants. I didn't know that. <laughs> Apparently Superman's a Mormon. Dude, it would be cool like an Italian Mormon. You're going to have to get the bleep button. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to take away my uh, fucking garments? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey, the guy, he's over here. He's, he's, he's poking around, around my friggin' garments. You know what I mean? Or like a like a, a black convict. Get your mother my temple garments, You know what I'm saying? I'm about five seconds too late on that. Yeah, you're no good with that, dude. I know it. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I want to see all the different types of Mormons that wear temple garments. And see now he's got me. I'm 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 intrigued now. Really you're not want, you're not looking at Temple Garment. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> Sorry, dude. That's so bad. I want to know. Is it is it an heirloom? Hey, let's I call him. Let's I, get him on the phone. I got these Temple Garments uh, from no, Dad. He, he would hang up. That's okay. We'll All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> these are my dad's Temple Garments. But he was quite what a bit. He was quite a bit bigger than I. <laughs> a lot of room in these garments. <laughs> uh, they're, they're pretty uh, aromatic. Is that how you say that? I won't show that, you. Won't that go that blown at him. <laughs> go ahead and give him a sniff. Aromatic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, pass, we pass the temple garments down generation, generation. These have the blown out of them. 
She bit raw meat. See what you made us do, dude. You sit here and get booed and make me talk like that. You're terrible. Yeah. What a terrible person. They have smoke rings in the back of him. He's a scumbag, dude. How dare that guy make us behave that way, dude. This guy's up here in his ritualistic temple garments, dude. Oh, he has to be wearing it. Well, he's a fraud, so he might not be wearing them. No, he's wearing them. Yeah, I just wonder how he would react if somebody in the audience or whatever raised their hand and say, yes, I have a question about your temple garments. <laughs> he would probably walk out, which would be cool. Instead of booing him, just start laughing about his temple garments. Problem is, the general public doesn't know about temple garments, but since we have such a wide array of listeners, we <laughs> guaranteed some are Mormon because yeah. you can't have 10,000 listeners and you know what I mean? The law of averages would dictate that oh, they're probably yeah, a Mormon absolutely. or five. We'll have to do Say a live. Say 7%. We'll yeah. have to do a live show or something one day. Maybe get one of our Mormon listeners to call in and tell us more. No, they will not. Yeah, they, Dude, they, they will. keep it under wraps. Dude, there's an ex-Mormon out there somewhere. Yeah, there yeah. is. Just like the Amish. They you know. denounced Joseph Smith. and yeah. <laughs> They say he's a fraud. <laughs> All of his teachings. Did he find these like with those golden tablets under a tree? He found he found some magic drawer magic. Yeah, I wonder if when he found them, it took him a minute to figure out what they were. Like, maybe are they a hat? Make maybe put them on his head first. Or, no, I don't fit here. Oh wait, there's two openings. Bing, puts them on. I wonder if they were briefs he or boxers. He found. I, I uh, this is odd. Like, I think I caught a glimpse of the, my coworker changing one time in the temple garments. I saw him. <laughs> I'm not even, I promise I'm serious. He would ride his bike. Was Did he, they have designs <laughs> on them or were they like yeah. different colors? Was he a brief guy? They like, they come down like to almost to your knee temple garment. Do what now? <laughs> Did they have like this guy? strands of golden thread in them? No, it just looked like, uh, uh, like, they sound almost like, look like compression shorts or something. Temple garment. That's what I was. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like he was wearing some board shorts. They were tight. Oh, <laughs> oh, they were. <laughs> These temple garments, man. <laughs> they sound like yeah. They, Revealing. They, they do, man. I bet all the Mormon chicks are into temple garments. <laughs> Are we going to play this clip or are you going to keep talking about Temple Garments? Can we watch I'm kind of enjoying this conversation. <laughs> can we I got tears running down my face over here. Can mainly, we watch? mainly what this clip is, is this idiot in Temple Garments getting booed <laughs> off stage. <laughs> then he blows his Temple Garments out. This guy's such a clown shoe and everybody knows it. He's kind of silly. This is what he thinks, and I don't hide the fact that I wasn't a fan of our last president's character issues. Character issues. Dude, that's... When I read it, it made it sound like it was one or two people. My goodness, that's like a lot of people. And I'm also no fan of the president's... He asked, Paul's that. He asked, aren't you embarrassed? He asked, Romney did? Yes, he just... Did you hear him? No, rewind that. What I was talking about. fan of the president's... Yes, My friends. Aren't you embarrassed? Aren't you embarrassed? And I'm also no fan of the president's... Yeah, sure. My friends, this is the moment I was talking about. Please. So this little guy comes up and tries to talk to the crowd and tell him to not boo Mitt Romney. 
And he says, this is what I was talking about. So, obviously, he's coached this audience before yeah. Mitt Romney got there. Look, when he gets here, let's everybody show him some respect and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. He's wearing his nice temple garments for this one. <laughs> he's got on his show garments. <laughs> Only break these out for special occasions. And that, uh, I have a few folks that don't like me terribly much. Sounds like I, more than a few. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> And now everybody cheers because he's Tough walking crowd, off stage. Matt. And then, because uh, he talks about being a Republican all his life, that next clip that goes, uh, it, it's an older clip, uh, this one right here, it talks about how he's not been a Republican all his life. <laughs> Out of his mouth. During the time of Reagan Bush. I'm not trying to return to Reagan Bush. Uh, my positions don't talk about things that you suggest they talk about. Oh. <laughs> but, nice. but I thought you'd been a Republican all your life. You're, never trust a never trust a man that wears temple garments, dude. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So these things come like all the way down to the knee or something, and they're like compression shorts. Google it. They come in different colors. So you're saying if a game of wiffle ball or something broke out, he would be completely ready to like mm-hmm. slide into home or? Oh yeah, he's good. He, he wouldn't get like a big strawberry or something on his hip. <laughs> he's bolstered. You know what I'm saying? Bolster. He's bolstered. Does that make sense? Some people incorrectly refer to temple garments as magical or as magic underwear. <laughs> These words are not only inaccurate, but also offensive to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So that answers your question why he was pissed <laughs> off. Or mystical about temple garments. Mystical. And church members ask for the same degree of respect and sensitivity that would be afforded to any other faith Told by you. people of goodwill. I guess that I don't have goodwill. I'm a terrible person. I Temple never said God. I was a good person when I started talking. I, I, I look, and, and that's a, and here's the in, thing. In my like defense, these, I was I was told about magical underwear. I didn't know. So you know, that's the thing. Like the dude, the Bible says nothing about these temple garments. This is some made up fictitious stuff. And I've never read the Book of Mormon, but I mean, John so, Smith said, dude. I think it was Joseph Smith. What? Get it right, yeah, dude. Just, uh-huh. Yeah, who's the insensitive one now? So, <laughs> this is old here. What? Yeah, the frying pan. Yeah. That's I, beautiful, dude. I love a freaking post. I'd like an action figure of that guy. Those people are Antifa, correct? Not the guy with, with the cigarette in the pan, no. Because no, he's saying, not, yeah, they're Christians. But, like, every, everybody out in the back, like... Everybody with Antifa, he, and you can always sell Antifa because they're always wearing they're they're always wearing black except for these. They've got like pink bandanas or something like yeah. that. Yeah, the the key thing about that dude is the cigarette never leaves his mouth, which is pretty boss. Yeah, he's been hitting folks a long time. Still going. So for everybody that couldn't see that video, <laughs> I gotta see that again. This guy's taking a drag off a cigarette. This, those two things that sounded like cowbell were a frying pan <laughs> and a skull. Yeah, it's it sounded but, like Will or uh, Will Ferrell in that skit on Saturday Night Live <laughs> where he's like, "I need more cowbell." I'm with so Christopher glad. Walken. That that girl right there is wearing those pants like 
Yeah. Whew, that, those threads are begging for mercy, dude. Golly, but for everybody that can't see that, her arms are the size like of a, my waist, dude. Yeah, she's a big one. But they're, yeah, she is, for sure. These Antifa guys are like pushing around and stuff, and this guy that's smoking a cigarette comes out of nowhere with a frying pan and uh, lays waste to two of them. Yeah, dude, that was that was, that was so beast mode. He got at least 100 points apiece. And his cigarette never left his mouth. Wow. So was that sound effects? No. no. Really? Dude, think about it. You're get, that's a cast iron skillet, man. Like getting I, swung I don't know. like a I don't know bat. if it's cast iron. Oh, oh. That, cast iron's pretty heavy. Hey, hey, it's black, isn't it? Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, it may have been painted on the bottom. Yeah. Oh, that is. Amazing. So, yeah, he got himself a two-piece. It did the trick. Yeah, I would like to have an action figure of that guy on my desk at work, dude, with his pan and the cigarette still in his mouth. You think he's got, like, he's he's got real swinging action? Like, you press yes. a little button on his back? Yes. That guy <laughs> he swings his pan. And the thing is, the first the first guy was moving forward into it as he swung it, so, you know, that was extra, extra momentum. That that and, see, and I think that's the first one over there by the... Whatever that wall or whatever that is, that fabric there. Yeah, that that's about a year old there. Is it? Yeah, it's been around a while. Well, that's the first yeah, time I've a, seen it. I that know, was amazing. I, I saw it a week or two ago, and uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, just if you haven't seen it, just search um, Antiva gets whopped with a frying pan. It's pretty amazing. Table garments. 